0: Here, at Diana London, she's the Administrative Coordinator for the GCSW. Diana, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Hi. So I work in the Office for Faculty Affairs and I am a part-time employee. Um, and my main responsibilities are just around um, supporting the Joint Committee on the Status of Women and all activities that surround that committee and um, our subcommittees as well
0: so how long have you been with the jcsw being the administrative coordinator so i started about seven years ago a little okay. over seven years ago yes in that in that role and how do you like your work because it's part-time right you only do like 17 and a half hours it's two days yes week, right yeah two
1: and a half days um which is is really great for my family. I have two little guys, um, in school and we live a good distance from Boston now out in central mass. So it's, it's a great, um, balance for me to continue working and kind of staying out there and be still being a part of HMS, um, while also having like two full days dedicated to my family at
0: home. So you started seven years ago. What, what were you doing before that?
1: So, before coming to the JCSW, I was working in the PME, which is the program in medical education. Um, and I started there in 2003 as a staff assistant working for um, the curriculum that supports um, students kind of learning to become doctors. And back then it was called the patient doctor um, experience or patient doctor courses. Um, There was one for first year, second year, and third year, and I did that for three years. Then I was promoted to a course manager for the year one curriculum, Um, and so I got to support the courses that the students take in their very first year of med school, um, which was really, really fun. I really loved it. It was a great group of faculty, great group of colleagues, and I love working with the students. But with the move, um, you know, an hour outside of Boston and having my second child, I couldn't, I felt that it wasn't right to continue that um, that lifestyle. So luckily I found the posting for the JCSW and it really kind of fit me personally, given that I was kind of going through my own, um, you know, transformation in my life. And the JCSW, one of the things they support is a work-life balance. And, um, promoting, you know, wellness for, for uh, faculty and staff, trainees, students at, at HMS and
0: HSDM. When you first started to now, how, how do you think things have changed? Because, I mean, because you, you've done it for seven years now, so you can see how things have changed, gotten better, gotten worse. Yeah, I'm interested to, to know how it looks from your point of view.
1: When I started, I think we've just gotten more efficient. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with COVID. Actually, I hate to bring up COVID right now, but um, I think everyone's gotten a little bit more efficient in their work and using technology. Uh, that's kind of come a long way with the JCSW as well. We have a new website um, and now it's no longer new. <laughs> it was new probably five years ago, but more new ways of doing things. We have we offer hybrid meetings. So even before COVID, we would um, try to record and live stream all of our events so that our faculty members that work across town or even out of town and down in, you know, Brockton or, um, you know, over in Belmont, Um, they could still participate in our meetings either remotely um, through a live stream or watching it later um, and still be kind of considered a member, an active member of the JCSW, even if they physically can't get to HMS. And then offering a lot of our meetings just purely remote has actually increased our attendance because, as I was saying, there's just faculty all over the place with with 12,000 faculty and I think 16 hospital affiliates around there somewhere. Um, People are everywhere. So it allows us to kind of expand our reach a little bit. So it's definitely evolved over the seven
0: years I've been in the role. What you're saying would be the best part of your job?
1: Um, Well, I'm a people person. I'm really chatty. I like, I really like connecting with people and I feel like I get to do that like every day at my job. And the other thing that I love is there is um, new people all the time that are joining the committee, so I get to really interact with so many different people, and it's always changing. Um, and the fact that our leadership does change over every year, um, it does allow me to have a close relationship with those two people every year. And it feels like I just expand my my own personal network, you know, my own career network, kind of every year, just with getting to work closely with these awesome faculty and staff co-chairs that come on and really just donate their time to this cause and the the subcommittees and the
0: committee as a whole. What would you say would be the least favorite part of your job?
1: (laughs) I mean, with any job, there there could be challenging personalities to work with. Um, And, you know, we can be kind of tied down to a set of guidelines and, you know, as much as people come in and they're excited and they want to do so much, we, we really are limited in our resources and the time and the people that can implement any new idea that that comes up. It can, it can take time to, to make change and to kind of put things into action. So there are some roadblocks that come up, um, which can make things a little challenging, but overall, I think even the challenging personalities, everyone is really there because they feel passionate
0: about the work that the
1: JCSW does. Um, so
0: well, so one of the things that you had said was about, you know, all the people that you get to work with. And, you know, you you are the one who you, you work with everyone. So you're like contacting the dean. Um. You know external speakers you know that there are the like sort of the leadership people who you are contacting you know like the dean like even i don't know the ceo of children's or whoever the brigham just so many different uh like or heads of departments chairs um and you're the one who's contacting them you're the ones who who's interacting with them. Like, how do you find that? Do you find it like intimidating, or are you used to it? Or are you, you know, I'm just interested to know how that is for you.
1: You know, I I think it can be intimidating, but I also know that no, you know, these people that that you're mentioning are incredible and amazing in what they do, but they may not do what I do. And so I try to remember that when, if I'm talking to someone who's a really high level speaker or like a Dean or, you know, um, anyone that may kind of have a high stature, I guess in our community. Um, but I think, yeah, just remembering that they do amazing at what they do, but, you know, I try hard to do well at what I do as well. And, just, you know, part of my job, I need to reach out and sometimes I get to deliver great news. For example, hey, you're this person that is a physician at your hospital just won this amazing award and we're going to be celebrating that. We hope you can join. Um, so I think I'm fortunate in that sense.
0: Yeah. Let's say you're working with some of those challenging personalities, mm-hmm. right? Because we all do. Really, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And what would what you wish them to know from your perspective? Oh, that's such a good question. Um,
1: <laughs> I guess I'm just one person sometimes because I might be the, the you know, the representative from HMS in that particular encounter. Um, you know, it's just one person delivering one message a lot of the time. Um, and you know, we are all people and I think, I don't know, you, the way you, um, can approach somebody can really change how you're perceived. And I think that if you make someone feel poorly, it's, you don't always move on from that you know kind of like a first impression can last a lifetime but it it could be a second third fourth fifth impression too that can stick that way um so just i guess remembering that people are people and even on your your worst days um those things can stick with other people
0: so so it sounds like what you're saying is the first impression kind of works both ways. So your first impression and also the other the other people who are interacting with you, it's their first impression on you as well. Right. That, that can go a long way.
1: Right. I think, you know, if you, if you make someone feel a certain way, whether it's good or whether it's bad, then it's hard to take that
0: back. But presumably you'd want to feel good. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure that that or, or that that's how I feel about your position, is like that sometimes it kind of your role kind of gets overlooked or um, the amount of work that you have to do in order for things to happen. And um, and I don't necessarily know whether everybody actually appreciates that, that that it's not just you're not just working for one subcommittee. It's all of them. It's JCS and the JCSW as a whole. You you know, you're getting things ready for the leadership council meetings. And like what what else like on a day to day basis, like what else do you do?
1: Well, for today, for example, we just had a meeting about the next strategic plan that um, has expired. And so um, we're trying to, you know, rally the troops. Um, I have a small subcommittee that's been formed almost more of a task force um, that is looking at this document and, um, you know, the work that goes into that, number one, the biggest thing is scheduling those things. Cause when you have these five or six people all over the place, you know, you just trying to find one hour that works is really hard. Um, and then, you know, getting into the meeting and feeling like, um, like I have to drive the bus of the meeting until hopefully someone takes over, um, with more content knowledge, because, you know, I am really just the logistical person here. Um, but yeah, so like, You know, today we're working on the strategic plan. I'm also finalizing the annual report from last year, um, which is gathering a lot of info from a lot of people um, and preparing to send that to Dean Daly. and, you know, planning for our next event, dealing with event space, trying to find the best location for a speaker that could have a large draw of people um, at the end of this month. new members joining every day, adding them and welcoming them and sending them the information that we need. I think I have two new members in my inbox right now waiting to be added and um, oriented to the committee. So it's just a sampling of things that I'm working on today. But one thing I love about the job is it does change a lot depending on the time of year. So after the new year, we'll get started on the Dean's Awards and that is a big chunk of my job through June, Um, just organizing the nomination materials, sending it out, soliciting nominations, getting everything in, compiling it, dividing it up amongst the review committee, scheduling the review meetings, um, rating all the candidates. Um, Sometimes it needs to be two or three meetings to decide. And then um, once it's decided, letting everybody know that, who the winners are, who, who did not receive the award this year, um, and then planning that event as well.
0: And that's all in 17 and a half hours? <laughs> yes. A, a week. week yeah. so, so, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work for one person to do. So I think that sometimes gets overlooked and underappreciated from my point of view, I should say. So you and I are both staff. And we both know that HMS has a lot of faculty, you know, much of which are from the affiliates, from the hospitals uh, and so on. And what would you say, and, and, you know, and that's something that we're always trying to do is recruit more staff to join because it is the joint committee. And um, what would you say that would be useful for you know, staff out there who aren't sure what it's about and whether it would be useful because it seems so faculty focused.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's a struggle um, that we've had for so many years. And um, I would just always say just join the email list and join the committee and because there's no harm in doing that. Um, Once you get on the listserv, and you know about all the events that are happening, you know, it might be a year or two later that you realize, oh, I actually have time and I actually really feel passionate about this. Um, You know, maybe that day that you join, you don't. But things in life change and, you know, you may want a new job and you want to look into the career advancement subcommittee. Um, It's also just such an amazing way to meet people um, and network throughout the institutions as well. Because you could meet a faculty member that works for McLean Hospital and, oh, it turns out they need a new grants administrator or something. Um, You just really never know what opportunities may arise from just sitting in that room or being in a breakout Zoom room with somebody and just making those connections Um, and finding mentors as well. I know so I've had mentors that, even though I'm a staff member, I've had mentors that are faculty members. Um, and there's so much you can just get from just sitting in that room, listening to others speak, saying hi to someone in line for your lunch or, um, you know, as you're walking out of Gordon hall back to your, to your office. Um,
0: yeah, I I would say that's agree with you on that. I think it's a fantastic networking opportunity. Um, and by networking, I think, Uh, didn't we have somebody do a networking kind of a workshop like what is networking yeah you know yeah right and so what she said is like it isn't going into a room and introducing yourself to like 10 people and trying to talk to them it's it's sort of like connecting with maybe one or two people and, and then maybe the next time you come along, you connect with another two people or it's the same one or two people, but even if it's just two people, now you've gotten to know two people who are at wherever, like you said, McLean or MGH, or even in a, just a different department at HMS, you know, now you've gotten to know that mm-hmm. and you And you can use that in whatever way you want, it's, you know, you you can find out what's going on in their department, you know, and and sort of compare how they do things compared to what, how you do things. That's how I use, I use the JCSW is, is, you know, it's getting to know people, it's uh, finding out what people do for their work you know and sort of just learning something else you know i'm i'm i like to know what other people are doing and just get a sense of who they are and you know what they do and what drives them and stuff and also you know there are times when i do find that that somebody has been seems really supportive and i have asked them say hey do you mind if we meet i want to go over something you know this you know issue i'm having or whatever what do you think about this and they're always happy to say yeah okay let's meet you know we can meet and then i go and talk to them and then you know and i'm open to whatever they say um their feedback their input whatever their Advice is, has always been really useful to me, and 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 it doesn't have to have to be that intense or anything like that. But it, it, like you said, it could just be saying, "Hey, you know, over lunch," and and then that's it until the next month. Right,
1: and there there you have a mentor, you know, even right. if it's one meeting or two, yeah. three, you know, that's someone you would maybe not have ever met if you didn't go to an event or put yourself out there um, because that can be another thing, especially when you're newer to HMS or on the younger side, it can feel a little um, intimidating to join a group or you show up at a meeting. Um, so I'd love to just emphasize how welcoming everyone is and, um, you know, grab one of us if we're there.
0: We will make sure you're comfortable. <laughs> and. I know that i have met so many great people through the jcsw who i would never have met um and you know uh christina kennedy who was a co-chair um i think right after me and um staff co-chair and somewhere along the way we we started meeting for coffee every I feel like it was every other week or something like that, or or however, whenever it was, we would meet for coffee and like just talk over things. And so now we have a standing uh, meeting, Zoom meeting, um, every other week. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And um, but it's a good way just to kind of check in and see how things are going or whatever. And you know, so. For me, now that that's that has been a really um, great thing um, to have happened. Um, and what about the subcommittees? And actually, no, let me ask you a different question. Um, so in going through the accomplishments of the JCSW, some of them are pretty amazing. You know, the Office for Work Life, the lactation rooms, and uh, there's so many other great things that have come out of the G- JCSW. And you know, there's this question I think I'm going to ask everybody, it's like, what would you think would be the next big thing? What could we add to that list?
1: That's a great question. It's hard because I know a lot of things are easier to implement in HMS because We're pretty small. Um, And it's hard when all of the affiliated hospitals um, have their own sets of policies and um, programs and ways of paying their faculty, whether it's grants or foundations. Um, It's not as simple as just Harvard writing your check. Um, So that is a really hard thing. And I don't think that could be next. <laughs> um, I believe Harvard Medical School has reached pay equity and they feel, I think it's pretty um, well known that you know um, women are paid as fairly as men now at HMS. Um, I don't think achieving that at the hospitals is something that the GCSW would be able to kind of check that box off um, because it is so complex, I wish that could be the next one. Um, and not just pay equity, but resource equity. You know, access to the same um, lab lab space is a big one, I think, or um, OR times is a big one. Um, staff support, um, things like that. So I think, I wish that would be next, but I don't. I don't know that JCSW could put that on there. Um, so, what do I think will be, or what's an achievable
0: goal? Um, could, uh, either an you know, it could be a like pie in the sky goal. It could be it. It's just a a it, It's an open question. Yeah. It uh, you know it doesn't have to be. It's one of those questions where. Um, you know, there, there is no, no right or wrong answer. I don't, uh, in, in my view, uh, it's just sort of a, in your mind, what could that be? What would you like it to be? You know, it, it's just a, a, you know, it's, it's just a exercise in dreaming about dreaming big or something, <laughs> something like that.
1: Yeah. I think um, I would probably say, you know, if the JCSW could work with the dean's office to formally issue recommendations. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it. Um, I don't think there could be a mandate just because everyone's their own institution. But um, like family leave policies are really variable amongst institutions. And I think Harvard is pretty good at it. but you know, not just maternity leave, but like parental leave, um, and also family leave for elder care. Um, I know it's come up a lot lately, just in conversations. And I myself was so fortunate to benefit from Harvard's leave policy, where um, I didn't have to take a salary cut. It's because I had worked here so long. Um, I was still paid in full. Um, for three months i think so but a lot of i know my sisters work at beth israel and they don't have that luxury it's a different policy over there um and they're not faculty they're um one's a nurse and one's a physician assistant um but i know it's just very very variable as to what institutions are able to provide for that time off to to care for family um whether it's you know newborns or adoption or um you know taking care of older family members
0: yeah i yeah i think that's really um yeah that would be a good thing that would benefit everyone i think at the affiliates i think that that you know if they could somehow be able to provide that pay, that 100% pay for, you know, three months for everyone so that they could have, take the time off and to take care of their, like you said, for their newborns or the adoption or elder care, or, you know, because that's also becoming a big deal. I think the elder care as well. Something like that. I mean, I, I don't, actually don't even have an answer to, to my own question. About well, I was <laughs> yeah i i i'm not not entirely sure i was yeah it it's it's a i probably need to think about it and come up with an answer in one of these things but um yeah it it was something that came up when i had done the trivia at the first um meeting in september Mm -hmm. and i had put up the list of the accomplishments of the JCSW and afterwards i said to something someone cuz they said oh look at you know that list was great and i said yeah you know and what can we add to it and so then it got me thinking like what can we add to it what could we um but th- i mean that's as far as i got with the with the actual the thought so i thought well i'll just ask everyone <laughs> how do you think the leadership has changed if if at all over the past few years has it or has it not you know the leadership of the jcsw yeah leadership let's say just the leadership council in general has that changed at all you know like sort of maybe energy wise or just thoughts wise you know that kind of from your perspective
1: I think it's always changing. And it's, you know, one of the reasons why I love working on the JCSW because every year, depending on, you know, different personalities and different goals, I think, you know, people that come into that role are usually pretty passionate about a couple of things that are under the purview of the JCSW and, you know, different things will get done in different ways. I think based upon the energy that comes in and, um usually it's pretty positive cuz it is a volunteer role you know people don't get really much <laughs> at all except for the glory and the title you know of of co-chair um so i think it changes every year um and usually in very good ways it's more the focus i would say of what people um really
0: feel passionate about do you have any examples of that kind of like focus, like one year it was this, another year it was something else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of years ago we had chosen the theme of leadership development, um, and I think that person that was faculty co-chair at the time really felt passionate about that and kind of was going through um, their own like leadership development course, like a national, you know, for for physicians um, in academic medicine, looking into you know, leadership roles and, um, and that ended up being the theme for the year. And I think everyone benefited from that. Um, in another year, I think we had more of a focus on the professional equity side of things. And, you know, that co-chair um, was on that committee for a while and worked on an original symposium and then, you know, having a follow-up symposium um so those types of things
0: i always in my mind i i always have this this dream for the jcsw to get like a really high profile speaker so who would you want like let's imagine that we could have anyone right Let's say we could have three people on and we'll spread it around through the year right so we're not going to get them all three in a row or something like that we'll have one to kick it off Another one, like, let's say, before the holidays and then somewhere in the middle in the following year. Because the JCSW is like kind of on the academic-ish calendar. You know, we go from September-ish to June. Yeah. In terms of meetings.
1: Okay, so three speakers in any given year. Could they be um, recently passed away? (laughs)
0: yeah like, let's just like throw it out there who who would we want
1: okay well the first one that comes to mind would be rbg um oh, of course yeah i think that would be amazing especially given you know current political um climate although we if she was still here we probably would not be in that true true um but I think, you know, a few years ago, we played her documentary is just kind of a, an event, a different type of an event. We had a movie screening and we had popcorn machine. And um, it was so nice to come into the Waterhouse room and just watch her, the documentary about her. Yeah, it was um, great. So that would be my first one. I mean, Michelle Obama would be amazing. She comes up a lot um, <laughs> as a speaker. And I think it A lot of people's dreams would come true if that happened. I don't know, maybe Shirley Driscoll, who has just passed away as well. She was the first chair of the JCSW, and I just would wonder what she would come in and think um, and what she would say. So we did, we named um, like our mid-career faculty Dean's Award, the Shirley Driscoll Dean's Leadership Award for the Enhancement of Women's Careers. um, Just in 2001, I think we named it that award. Um, it was created in 19, in two thousand nineteen. So I just wonder what she would think and say, um, looking back at you know the last we're almost at like fifty years of JCSW, and what what would she say? What would she think? I think she'd be pretty proud.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so we've got two people have passed away, and then we've got Michelle Obama. Yep, I wonder yeah. I wouldn't get Michelle Obama to come on. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. We put her on the list for, because I organized the cast lecture, um, which is like, uh, it's really a faculty affairs thing. It's not a JCSW thing, but it's just an extra thing they have me working on. And her name is always on the list. Oh, really? Okay. And it's technically supposed to be someone, a woman working in the medical sciences, but
0: you know, make an exception. Well, yeah, make an, make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> My, you know, my mine is always Kamala Harris. That um, <laughs> I I have that dream of her being a speaker.
1: That would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I think maybe Marie Curie. Oh, or yeah. Rosalind Franklin, maybe. Or okay. Both of them, I think, would be would be pretty cool to have, um, and hear about their perspectives of working. With, like, so many, like, in such a male-dominated field as it was then, I think would be would be pretty cool to have some, for them to be a, a speaker. And who else? Um, who else? Um... What's her name the astronaut sunita sunny williams okay she she would probably be pretty good i think as a a woman in the sciences or engineering who has gone up into space at the space, international space Station and also like hearing about her career path how 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 do you how do you become an astronaut mm-hmm. you know and and also being a role model as well, I think, um in, in terms of that. It's like sort of it, it was something that I aspired to as a young girl. Oh really? Yeah. And um so I, I think it's like for other women out there, or you know, if if we had young girls listening to it or you know, or even um you know participating in, in that meeting, um, I think it would be uh, pretty good for them to hear this is how a, um, a, a somebody, a woman, become became an astronaut. I love that. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, those are probably my three or four. If, if you want Marie Curie and Rosalind Franklin um do you have anything else you want to say um i haven't mentioned that i get to
1: so in my role in faculty affairs i report to carol bates who is one of the dean's representatives to the jcsw from the office for faculty affairs and um she's been like the jcsw the constant like longer than really anybody um you know on leadership council so and she's just um, full of knowledge and really amazing to work for. I've been really fortunate to to be under her um, umbrella for the last seven years. So.
0: Oh, okay, that's that's great. Yeah, I know Carol as well. And I, yeah, I I'd say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she she is definitely the, the go-to person for the JCSW and mm-hmm. I'm hoping, as in not just hoping, I'm almost sure that we can get her to show up and do this as well with me, the, the, in terms of talking to her about it and what her experiences are, because, we, you know, we don't often get to hear her overall experience right Mm -hmm. i mean maybe she stands up i mean she hasn't for a while yet but since i've joined really stood stood up and introduced things it's been a lot of uh the co-chairs who've done that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. or subcommittees so i think it would be good for others um to hear her perspective on the JCSW and the history and, and other parts that you kind of hear about, but don't necessarily know. Um, yeah. So Diana, you, you're going to have to persuade her or and or schedule
1: it. I'd be happy to. I'm I'm actually meeting with her in a half hour. So I will tell her that maybe she could be up next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so do you have anything else to say about, you know, working, doing your work, you know, and what, anything else you would want people to know?
1: Oh, um, you no, know, I'm just grateful. I think I'm grateful for the job and for the people that like you that are really invested and that I get to work with. Cause I never would have probably met you if, if it wasn't for the GCSW. Um, and I, yeah, I'm very grateful that I get to do this and I'll probably keep doing it as long as they let me. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a nice answer. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you, Diana. Thank you for uh, doing this. No, have My very you. first guinea pig.
1: I hope I don't come off like a doofus burger.
0: <laughs>
1: In the words of um DJ Tanner from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> like you, You're a geek burger. <laughs> <laughs>